Well, hello and welcome to another Care Home Management Magazine podcast. It's today, today we're looking at PR and marketing. Uh, care homes can get a lot of negative publicity. It's often said in our industry that providers need to do more to promote their positive stories and the great care that's going on up and down the country. Uh, I've got another great expert panel on our podcast today, and they're going to be sharing their insights and some top tips and advice on how to spend your PR and marketing budget effectively. And this podcast is brought to you by Hendrix Training, the experts in soft skills training. Uh, My name is Steve Hemsley. I'm the publishing editor at Care Home Management Magazine. Um, And just going to introduce our panel. So we have York Woodford-Smith, who's Managing Director of Care Home Video Production Company, Five on a Bike. Uh, Colette Lowe, who's owner of Chew PR. And Adam James, founder of PR and marketing agency, Spring Up PR. Thank you, all three of you, for joining us on the podcast. Uh, We always like to tell our listeners a little bit, bit about who is on the panel before we get into our discussion. So maybe if you could spend just 30 seconds telling us a bit about yourselves. I'll start with you. With you, Colette. I had a feeling you were going to start with me. Oh, so. you're a lucky lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. I am um, PR, and my business is um, committed to um, working with the care sector, and it's mainly residential care providers, some domiciliary, um, but it's about helping them spread the word about what they do. Excellent, and Adam. Hi, thank you. Yeah, I'm Adam James of Spring Up PR. We help uh, aspirational care providers get more inquiries to feel better for us of our PR and marketing. And I once hitchhiked through the Kalahari Desert when I was 18. <laughs> right. OK, York, can you beat that? Um, oh, no, probably not. I rode canoe down a river for n- nine hours last week with my kids, which oh, was very nice. terrifying. That's we had to nice. get out many times and get... <laughs> Go over trees that had fallen down and stuff. And my wife said, we're never doing this again. <laughs> okay. 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 But from a business perspective. Business you're... perspective. we So we are five and a bite. We create video content for care care settings. So any type of care home, elderly care, private hospitals, um, and, and any anywhere where people care for people. Um, and what we do is we come in and we shoot lots of lovely video interviews with the residents and the team members and the families and we put together videos which kind of help uh people understand what the flavor of your home is thank you very much uh claire i feel i need to go back to you now and see if you want to try and trump adam's uh bold claim well i have actually driven a hearse down the m1 <laughs> there you go right okay that's our <laughs> postcard which one is <laughs> adam's nodding away yeah you, you stunned him into silence there claire that's that's lovely <laughs> Uh, okay, brilliant. Let's get started. Thank you very much for that. Um, I mentioned in the introduction how important PR marketing is and being able to tell a positive story about care from both a business perspective and a perception, reputational uh, perspective. I want to talk, start with you again, Colette, really, because I know you wanted to talk about humanizing care. And wh- I mean, what does that mean? And when it comes to a marketing and PR perspective, why is that important? For me, PR in in any sector but specifically uh, in the care home sector is about it's about people it's about reputation and it's about trust and for any care home owner that's concerned about filling beds which of course uh, they are the first consideration would be 
their reputation and nobody's going to think about engaging with the care home unless they believe it's got a good reputation and one of the ways that I always communicate that really is by um, advising care home owners to really put out there the culture of their care home and illustrate it you know illustrate the people illustrate the um, community the care home community and the bonds within it and I think that is what humanizing care is you know a lot of people uh, the layman who has never engaged with care will not really understand what happens in the care sector. And we do because we work in it, albeit not as carers on the coal face. But you know, not many people really understand what goes on. They're just quite happy to believe everything they read in the paper, which is generally negative news. But to really connect with what actually goes on in a care home is really quite different. Uh, the, it's about understanding the people that work in the care home, why they work in a care home, understanding the people that live in care homes, why they're there, and illustrating really just that fulfilling quality of life and existence that people genuinely do have. Yeah, and, and you mentioned reputation, you mentioned trust. I mean, obviously, with reputation, it can take a long time to gain a good reputation, can't it? And you can lose yeah. it very quickly maybe with one bad piece of negative media coverage uh do you think care homes understand colette the role of pr and how reputation can affect the business and you know, its ongoing profitability you know that ongoing bed filling etc no i think some do I think a lot don't. I think care home owners are busy fighting fires. There's a lot of demands on them at the moment from every angle, from compliance to the energy crisis, uh, you know, recruitment, you name it. They're under a lot of stress. But of course, you know, the one thing, oh, I mean, I know it's important in a myriad of loads of things, but, you know, reputation is key. It's key in any sector. So, you know, to be able to communicate that you are open and transparent and you are not, you know, you're not hiding anything. This is what your business does, uh, but you're doing it, you know, compliantly, you're doing it well, you know, you um, invest uh, in, if that means in your people, in the people that you care for, you know, you've got to really come across as, well, exceptional in, in everything you do. And the only way you can do that is through PR in its many guises. And one of them is sharing stories, you know, mm. about what goes on within the business. Yeah. And obviously, Adam and you're both, I mean, you understand that thing about um, stories. I mean, Adam, picking up what Colette's saying there, I mean, do you think Care Homes take PR and marketing seriously enough? Because it can, when we talk about compliance and safety and all the other things that goes on, it can look a quite perceived as a bit fluffy can't it but adam when you're talking to clients from what colette's saying there do you think it needs to be taken more seriously maybe it's an education process of what actually pr and marketing is when it comes to care yeah nice question uh, uh should it be taken more seriously well it does depend i mean that's, that's kind of my always my stock answer it just depends i mean some uh care providers are uh are genuine you know generally their reputation is thriving they are doing great things and uh they're you know they've got a nice 
uh, dreamland. They've got their occupants exactly where they want it. There's some times they might even have a waiting list. Not many, but some do. And, uh, you know, a significant amount of self-funders, if that's who they're going after. For some, oh, they're doing just great. However, it comes to the point whereby, I mean, I echo everything that, that Colette mentions about reputation. Reputation, you know, Karen's live and die by reputation. I think probably uh, most in the sector would, would agree on that. Um, but it, 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 it can't, to answer your question, uh, seriously, that de- that does depend on if a care provider, a care, a care home is wanting to achieve something. That's always, usually, as I see it, the case. It may be that they want more inquiries or they, they feel their reputation could be improved. The classic example that we get is like, oh, we've got so, such great stories. We just need to get the word out there. That's a like common parlance, I think, for PRs. I want to get the word out there. Why? Because they want to celebrate everything they're doing. Why? Because they want, you know, to improve their reputation and maybe get more inquiries and interest and build a relationship with their community um, in a in a positive way. So, um, and then, you know, of course, and that's on the PR side, on on the kind of more digital marketing point of view. You know, we know right now, ninety four percent of families, when they're thinking about a care home, will go online. Ninety. Mm. That's according to Lottie Research, two thousand twenty one. Now. You know, any care providers listening, how does your hope care home fare? If I do a search, let's say your care home is in Leeds and I do care home in Leeds, are you number one, number two, or are you not even on the first page? So that then comes into the question at the point of like, you know, does a care home want to take seriously being found and noticed online better than it is already that's just looking at the pr and the and the google side and of course there's other 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 elements that come into play here but um you know uh, i think that's that's mm. that's broadly as i see it is to that. yeah yeah i mean you're without talking specifically about video at the moment because we're going to go into that later but from collect's point and adam's point about reputation storytelling and P- uh, care homes understanding what marketing is and why it's important and you can't just uh, i mean i was you know it was told years ago and if you're not good at marketing you're just the best kept secret on you've got to be out there talking about what 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 you do i mean as the as a sector do you think we're quite weak when it comes to good marketing i i think there's sort of distinctions between both i think if you're a a fabulous organization pr and marketing is easy peasy because all you're doing is you're just kind of waving the flag a bit harder for yourself. You know, like Adam was mentioning, there's simple things that you can do online just to make sure you're visible. So when someone does search for you, so if you've got a great reputation locally and Barbara says to Betty, oh, my mum went to that care home, they were really good to her. When Betty goes to then search online, she finds everything else, you know, she finds all those details. And, and you sort of catch them at that point and you hold them through the process because it's a really stressful process. I, I don't think anybody that interacts with the care sector is like, oh, this is a lovely part of my life. <laughs> so it's a really difficult part of people's lives. So I think we could, as a sector, do more just to kind of hold people's hands, explain what happens, you know, and, and if a care home can afford it, that they've got a kind of someone who's not necessarily the manager or working on the on the shop floor that that can have the time to kind of really connect with that person and 
understand what's going on in their world because you know for most people they're sort of having to put their parents say in a care home for example it's a really stressful time and you want to know that the organization you're dealing with is good and I, and I think ultimately if you are a good organization that will shine through and then people like us can help you just make sure that that all of that stuff's in the right place and you know when we go into homes that are good you can just it's easy to make a video of a good home because you can just see everybody loves it working there all the residents are happy care is super complex so you're always going to get issues you're always going to get problems in care and there's you're never going to have 100 percent of your customers be happy um because you because it's so complicated but yeah i i, I think really it's about being a great company mm. and then pr and marketing and video and all that stuff can really just help enhance that for you yeah, I mean, Colette, on the point that York said there, if you've got a great story or a great care home, it's it's easy, isn't it? Then what about clients that come to you for help? We weren't not necessarily a crisis situation, but they know they've taken over a care home. Maybe it's got a poor reputation locally or or further afield. What would be your sort of strategy? How would you work with a care home that needs to improve its reputation? I mean, it isn't a magic wand, you know, and a lot of people I have dealt with in the past that would come to me and and they sort of expect it to be turned around overnight you know and that's the problem with um that demand it, it just it's impossible it can't happen overnight you do need a strategy and one of the strategies I would always say obviously PR but do it through community relations do it through good old networking you know get out there engage with those people that really matter and you know, in the trade, we sort of we call them voices of authority, opinion formers, the rest of it, the people that you need to be speaking to. And if you think about it, obviously, people like us that might be putting people into care are important. But of course, you know, you need to keep the local authority happy. You need to keep the discharge teams happy. You need to keep the CCGs happy, the um, local MPs even. And you need to really embed yourself into that community. So being a silo, um, this building in the middle of a community is no good because you're not owning the message and you need to get out there speak to people and this is what I always say and it's a slow slow burn but there are simple things engaging with the local schools engaging with the local church get yourself out there start partnering with these community organizations and that in turn will create the relationships and the the goodwill you know and people can see it for themselves and then it's sort of grapevine mentality, isn't it? You know, people will talk, it gets around the community. These guys have taken over this care home. Look at what they're doing. You know, they're really making changes. It's And, and you can see how it can develop from that. But of course, the press are really important in that as well. And if they think, oh, yeah, you know, it's just churning out the same old thing, you know, the care home's been taken over, but you know, will it really improve? You know, you've got to build up relationships with the press as well. And that's, again, where the good stories come in. So you can evidence that change is actually happening. Yeah, yeah. I'll come to York in a minute about residents being able to tell the story. York touched on that. That's really important, isn't it? Get the people that are in the, the, actually living there to tell the positive story. But quickly, Adam, on that point about difficult care homes, difficult reputation, 
what advice would you add to what Colette's saying in terms of that? I mean, there are no quick wins, but what is the strategy to to boot to improve a care home with good marketing and good PR? Yeah, so great, another good question. So I'm just kind of thinking of the scenarios that that kind of we face. It might be that you know a a, a, a classic one is uh, the bad reputation being very visible. So that might be online, for example. That might be having been the press writing bad news stories about the care home because. There may have been a bad secrecy report of something, you know, during COVID, there was a lot of negative stories that came out. And, you know, those, uh, and uh, just recently, a care provider came to us and said, you know, they were fed up with their bad news about uh, a particular element being there permanently online. Um, and they felt that that was, that was in, in a small part affecting their reputation. So, so in that case, you know, you have a very, very specific situation where, where it might be an online story. And then, you know, the uh, plan might be, as it was in this case, is trying to uh, to bring down that negative story online with positive stories online. And then how do you start to strategically think about that? Uh, varying from the high domain authority websites in the area such as the BBC uh, or even the, and the local press have high domain authority but then you can use di- online directories such as bdaily.co.uk um, and uh, you know in your area has some it's kind of a mixture between editorial it's a bit of a mixture between, and we're getting into the weeds a little bit, between an editorial and a directory. But, that, you know, that, that specifically is an example of how if a negative story is online, that those results can be um, balanced by more positive stories. But, yeah, if and if a care provider comes to us and says, we feel we've got a bad reputation because of this reason. It's literally like, well, let's pump out the good news stories, in, yeah. usually in the press. I mean, that's what we do. That's our specialities yeah. in the press. Yeah. So it's, you know, <clears throat> making sure that tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people are seeing and getting noticed those wonderful stories that your care home has. That is, you know, what, what if I'm answering your question about this amplifying the good reputation for a care home that might have been stained for whatever reason that may be by a negative story. Yeah, I mean, it's about, isn't it? It's about making people aware of the good stories and changing those negative perceptions. I mean, York, you touched on it about using residents to tell the positive stories. It's not just the owners and the managers that would say that, wouldn't they, type cynicism you'd get from people reading this type of thing. But... I know for you, from your perspective, that's a big part of what you do, isn't it? When you're making a video, I mean, how does video help? Because you're literally, aren't you, taking people inside to a care home. It's not just a press release. It's literally, look, and here's Betty talking about how she enjoys it. When it comes to positive stories and changing perceptions and boosting reputation, what's the role of video, York? If it was right, I was going to pick up on a point Colette made about local networking. So for my sins, I brought a coffee shop one year ago. And I have learned all sorts about <clears throat> local reputation building. I think it is a really key part. So I had a really interesting conversation with um, the managing director of Trusted Care, who um, is a big um, care search search company, and they also have a CRM system um, called Care HQ. And he had data that was basically showing kind of way the huge majority of people come through inquiries from kind of local referrals so kind of local groups 
like things like if you own a care home, if you're the manager of a care home, you 100% should be out at local business networking groups. You should be going to fates and having stands at fates. And, and, and this is the stuff I've been doing with my coffee shop. And it just little by little put some personality into it, builds it. Yeah. As you're then making changes, you know, the coffee shop, we had some issues with the kitchen and the coffee shop, which meant we had to close it, which had a big negative reputation impact on us locally. And I'm now trying to repair that piece by piece by bringing new products in, getting the delivery excellent, and then using those networking groups to kind of just spread the word bit by bit by bit by bit. Yeah. And then you start using the social media to kind of build on those things. Back to the sort of question, the when we go into homes, the residents are the kind of most important part of that story, right? Like, like you said, like, of course, the manager and the teams are going to say they like it. We have been to places, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, and it's quite interesting. Yeah, like I said, it's easy when everybody's on board and the, and the company's good and the care home's delivering good care and they're treating their team well because the team just reflect that. Um, but, you know, the residents are a really important part of it because, they're ultimately the ones experiencing it and then followed by the family. You know, if, if your mum goes into a care home and has, you know, it's really far on in her dementia journey, her experience is, we wouldn't record a video with her about that, but your experience of, of, of how she's cared for is really, really important. Um, so it's, I think it's as much about the families as well and how the families feel, you know, and if, if you've got a good relationship with those families, it'll really help. So, you know, we, sit these people down and ask them questions and normally we ask them one question and they talk for 20 minutes about how brilliant it is and how you know they were in a really bad place in their life or they had really really bad issues or mum wasn't doing this or dad couldn't do that and now this is here person a is happy person b can enjoy spending time with them the food's great you know all of these things so often we barely even have to ask questions we just they just start talking yeah, and then we work with people like Colette and Adam to help them take that video and really make it make lots of noise because ultimately <laughs> eyeballs on the content is what matters. You used to be able to kind of make videos and people you would just put them online and people would see them. And now you have to kind of know the tricks and stuff to to actually get it out there. You know, you have to work hard at that now because there's so much content. If you don't label it correctly, send it to the right person tag it in the right way people just won't find it you know and they'll miss it you know even if you put it in the wrong place on your website it makes a difference to how many people watch it don't put it on the home page <laughs> right yeah okay no, interesting so yes the family's residence it, it's that third party endorsement isn't it they don't have to be on message as such and obviously you wouldn't they wouldn't care would not use a negative comment video in their promotional video but it's an honest isn't it a family's not going yeah. to they don't they, there's nothing in their mind to have to actually big up a poor care home I mean, well, exactly recognizing yeah. that again that care is super super complex and you yes. know, we interview people and they'll say look you know we weren't happy with this but actually we were happy with how it got dealt with because yeah. it's super because it is really really complicated if you've got someone that you need to kind of you know what like do personal care with every day three times a day washing you know, it it's really really complicated mm. you know really there's a lot of sensitivity involved and actually it's not going to be perfect every time and people fall over in care homes and stuff happens and people choke on things and you know these things do happen because it's complicated and the people there you know have really high needs often you know i mm. remember talking to someone who said care homes now are like icu wards were in the 70s like we're really you know we're looking after people with you know sometimes quite complex needs you know people that might be a couple of weeks away from passing away so 
it's co- it's complicated to deliver care, which is why the reputational issues come in because you know you can do a hundred good things and one bad thing, and that and yeah, and that's the story that comes out because yeah, yeah. Can care homes be a bit nervous about having video York? You know, they don't want to be on screen. Is, does it take a lot of I don't know coaxing? Do you have to work quite sensitively with both the staff and the residents when it comes to getting them on video? I think when we started, yes, but now I think most people kind of are well aware of the fact that you know the care home down the road has has a nice video that Five and a Mike have made for them, so yeah. they've they've seen that they've nice. interacted with the content, and actually we find, although you know, every not ninety nine percent of people are nervous in front of camera. I'm nervous in front of camera, and I do it all the time. Um, there's you know news presenters maybe you know who are just kind of you know completely numb to it are fine but ultimately most people are nervous but actually once they have the experience we found a really interesting kind of outcome that's come from making videos is that it's a massive boost to team morale so for what you might spend if you've got 50 people in your organization you might spend on an, a big night out so three grand three five grand something like that that's a, good we make night a video. Out, that's a great night well out. it's 50 people going so. <laughs> oh, right, okay. I thought it was just... yeah you know mid-level champagne it's fine <laughs> um <laughs> that you might then the, the the boost in morale that comes from making this yes. content like everybody sees it and they suddenly feel like actually the work I do is really meaningful they haven't heard the families like gush about them and go yeah they yeah really start are. crying and say no I'm so happy my mum's here it's the best thing that was for is for the whole family and suddenly the people that work there get a real kind of boost that's interesting yeah, yeah the team building exercise is great I mean Colette what's the role of video when it comes to storytelling and helping as being part of the marketing mix, I suppose. You know, it's really important, isn't it? Because the pictures do the talking, don't they? And that's obviously what we always say about photography, that every story needs a photograph and it'd be wonderful if every story had a video, but um, unfortunately it doesn't. But um, what a lot of the um, people I work for tend to do is actually take uh, informal videos of activities. And one thing we find once that they are shared and, you know, whether it's on social media or social media particularly, they're the ones that get the biggest hits. So um, that's the thing that people are more interested in viewing. So it does speak for itself. I mean, video is definitely the way forward mm. in illustrating how you care. We've I found for the coffee shop, people love time lapses. Um, and, and it's just done on my phone and it's me, you know, and obviously I've got a, a bit of kind of video skill um, going on, but just setting up a time-lapse of me, like I was trying to pile up a, a crate of, of boxes and I posted that and it got thousands of views. I posted it in all the local Facebook groups. People would comment to me afterwards. And I've seen now our local care home start to kind of do pictures of events that they're doing and things like that. And uh, yeah, ultimately you should, our video is, you know, one tiny slice of the tool they should, people should be filming stuff on their phones and especially that local content it kind of has to be not professional because it doesn't work otherwise yeah. it's real authentic yeah. isn't it it's real authentic yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. And, and and adam i suppose from going back to really what colette was saying at the start about humanizing care the human element it's people isn't it ultimately we're talking about here so video is a great way to just tell that human story yeah i was just thinking actually so myself colette your we, we've We've got a great little little uh, pastime here, but we just we're working with all the good news that are coming out from the from the homes and uh, 
Uh, we're very lucky. I mean, I, you know, I, I like all of us, we probably, you know, I admire those who are in their homes all day, dedicating themselves to care. I, I, I couldn't do it. I really couldn't. It's not in my skill set. But, um, you know, uh, uh, we are all we are all here talking to care homes, usually about what the things that are going really, really well. And, um, you know, just as an aside, I, I always say to every care home, you should be getting positive press coverage at least every two, three months. Every care home, without exception, doing that. But um, back to your question on the video. Uh, yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, the I echo everything that Colette and, and York has said. The, the video is so, has such an impact wherever people are see, seeing your care home, whether that be on the website, for example, um, whether that be on your social media platforms, um, you know, often um, photos, as Colette mentioned, or videos can make a, have a huge organic impact on, on, the, on, the, on the social media side. Uh, and then, of course, you have now... I, we all know York's videos, they are slit, they are as good as any BBC or ITV cameras when they come into your home. But, uh, you know, the, the other element, of course, is that video that the BBC or ITV cameras can have when they come into your home and do a very powerful good news story about your home. And that is on video, but then it's not only on video, it's like an editorial reportage about the good news about your home. And then it's also on the local news. So it's got that amplification. So that's another role of specifically on video because effectively that's kind yeah of... yeah i know you wanted to talk about that didn't you getting yeah. care homes on on tv and i suppose you know the, the bbc's the itv's this world aren't going to be interested in the very local story from a local, local care home i would imagine most of the time but i suppose in the discussion about the care sector care provision care home generally which could be i suppose it's a tricky one isn't it adam because you don't want to be associated with a negative story but is, how easy is it to get a care home on tv and why is it important oh it's actually quite easy And I don't say that flippantly. I mean, what I mean is that you are working from a very positive... um, What's in your favour is that journalists or in your region... We're talking about regional BBC and ITV here. Local journalists love actually to know about what's going on in in your local care home. Why? Because they are looking after our nation's elderly. Yeah, so there's a massive public stroke healthcare interest. They're also, you know, often doing, you know, dedicated and specialized dementia care. So dementia care is an increasing, you know, ever increasing um, healthcare issue for, 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 for our nation. So there's huge interest just by mentioning those two elements to kind of spark the interest of a of a of a of a bbc for example television journalist and again for radio and a final point on this as well is that the, the what goes on in a care home can provide great um video content great it's good for camera because you've got human interests residents and they're going to be local you've got things going on in a care home you you You've got activities, you have people, you have interesting stories. So, you know, what the story is and that you pitch um, is based on those kind of what I think are foundations that are very much in favour for for every care home. 
So for a care home that might be listening to this, thinking, well, we're not exciting enough to be on the regional news. What is a good, what, what is a great care home story that people might be under people's noses? They just don't realise it. Is that interesting, Adam? I didn't realise that was interesting because that's what yeah. we do every day of our lives. So there are, it might be around those activities that you are doing. You might do something special. You might be doing something a little bit interesting. It might involve, you know, pet therapy. It might involve um, a particular fitness class that's maybe a little bit different. It may be a particular dementia initiative that you are that you have. It may be a particular story from one of your residents with the power of human interest. Collect, and you will know this: the power of human interest carries great weight. And don't forget a a person's likely to be local so again you've got that local angle uh human human interest the power of stories from residents lives uh can can be um very very powerful uh and then um you will have sometimes particular visits if for example it's not if you get like a celebrity visit sometimes for an opening or something special that will also uh can also attract um uh, you know the, the the local television, and the beauty of it is, is once you get in with your local television journalists, they will co- probably come back to you and say, you know, I'm interested in your views on this and this. So you're starting to build a, a, a relationship. And the final point I would like to make on this, because in a lot of care homes, and we come across it, are nervous about care uh, camp, BBC cameras and journalists coming into their care home. I promise them, ninety nine point nine percent of the time. The journalists know exactly how to make everything go right. They know how to speak to people. They know about consent. They know about sensitivity. And they know about producing great content because that's what journalists have to do. They have to great, uh, create great news. One of our clients, um, George Clooney, um, <laughs> popped in and delivered an old lady some flowers. And it was like international news, right? Yeah. And that's a bit of a unicorn moment. Um, at the, he he just happened to live nearby. It was in Virginia Water and he happened to live nearby the home. And one of the ladies had said that she loved George Clooney and like the local thing that they send out to the houses around, like the little local newsletter. And he literally popped into the car <laughs> and brought That's a fantastic. And it blew up. I would say like, is someone 110? Are you, are you doing like a charity drive? So like, have you got a load of the residents there like knitting hats for a local charity? Something like that. Those types of things, I think, are quite good for, um, um, you know, just store like for ideas for stories. Or you know, what what do you tell your friends if you work in the home when they say, "Oh, how was your day?" And you go, "Oh, yeah, Barbara has this dog, and it's really cute, and it's like 143 in dog years." And uh, you know, that's they'll they'll be the stories that you talk about to your friends down the pub or. Yeah, whatever. They're, they're normally the stories that journalists want to hear about. I think mm, I agree mm. with that. We we had one recently where um, a, a, a resident he was uh, 106, but he he had a bucket list that he hadn't achieved. And um, the care team got together and thought, you know, we're going to make this happen for him. And it was things like. Uh, a ride in a fire engine. I mean, he actually wanted to drive it, but clearly couldn't. You know, he'd never flown in an aeroplane. He wanted to do that. And um, and they made it all happen for him. And the BBC just followed him through every single step and obviously made national news. Then it was in the news. The newspapers mm. picked it up and it just became viral from something just really personal and, and sweet, you know, but it's such a lovely story. And, of course... Adam said, you know, it's 
when you're thinking about the stories and you're thinking about them for TV, you've just got to bear in mind that they've got to be really visual. So, you know, is it a visual story? And of course, this was, you know, it was um, this gentleman sort of sampling all these different bucket list tasks that he wanted to do. You might be able to use that to unlock some budget as well, for example. So if you, again, if you work in a home or your manager, assistant manager, and you think this, this resident really wants to do all this stuff, but we don't have the budget for it. Maybe go speak to the central marketing team and say, look, this resident wants to do these things. Can you give me some budget to pay for it? And then you can use it for marketing and PR. And it might help unlock unlock those budgets for you. So if you, you typically wouldn't be able to afford something like that. Mm. A lot of the sort of luxury groups we work with, they have budgets built in for things like this. But if you're a smaller home or something like that, it might be a good case to take to the kind of the boss or, you know, and to say, look, you know, give me 500 quid so I can take George on a plane and we can use it as a big PR story and George will be well up for that. Yeah. So I agree with that because if you think, you know, the amount of money that they might spend on local advertising, advertising is great, but obviously, you know, as a consumer and consumers are so savvy, uh, you know, you just say, well, they would say that, wouldn't they? Of course, we're brilliant. You're not going to say anything else. But if you think about directing that advertising budget to something like this that you've just said, then the impact would be, you know, of much more value. Yeah, definitely. Um, I wanted just to change tact a little bit. We talked a lot about promoting that positive story, but also obviously one role of PR is often maybe to keep your clients out of the news isn't it so i don't know colette and adam particularly whether that is part of your your role whether they come to you and say help i think you know if it's a big group and it's organized they've got in-house teams i think it's potentially easier to manage but i've just said that and i've thought if it's such a big machine sometimes it's just as difficult to manage i think you can try and preempt everything and you can have a plan in place. You can have your statements in place. You can brief staff not to speak to journalists. You can do all of that. But, you know, when it hits the fan, it it always hits the fan, doesn't it? And it doesn't matter how much planning, it's just always going to go the way you don't want it to go. And that's why I, I'll take it right back to what I said earlier, is that reputation is so important. So, of course, Filling beds is really important because that's what pays the bills. But the reputation shouldn't be a good reputation. shouldn't be the only It shouldn't be the only reason for filling beds. It should be for simply building goodwill and trust among people. I've I've got one example of this actually. Um, a company I worked for recently had a terrible CQC report, and it was unexpected to say the least and as we know in the industry a bad cqc report you know you read between the lines they have an inspector that's not so great that day you know it's probably not really a a big problem in the grand scheme of things but for somebody that doesn't know about care Mm. that's the difference between engaging with that company and not so one um instance with this this particular company it, they didn't have a good CQC report that previously was rated very well. And um, they recovered it so well because they'd spent all the time in the years up until this point building such goodwill with families and um, the, you know the families of the residents and the community that once they knew this report was coming out and they knew it wasn't going to be favourable, 
they spoke to the families, they told them that it was going to be like that and these were the reasons why, but this is what they were doing about it. They engaged with the local community, the people that they already had good relationships with and, you know, told them about it. But it recovered really quickly. You can't stop the press from running the story. They get it before sometimes the care homes know that it's gone out. All you can do is just try and do the damage limitation before, before, you know, that even before you even think that was going to happen. You know, the families openly went out there and said, you know, I don't believe a word of it. This home has been wonderful for us. You know, the care is exceptional. And they even continued to receive referrals. So the only reason why that happened is because they put all that work in right at the beginning to build confidence and trust with mm. the people that really matter. And, you know, it's the families really, because they're your advocates, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Adam, do you get involved in much what we would call in the trade crisis? Yeah. And I love, I love this. I love this area. And, 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 uh, and uh, that may be a flippant comment, but, but, uh, you know, my, my background is a journalist. So I, I like getting my teeth into working with journalists on behalf of care providers and i've dealt with a lot uh, rape um uh, alleged rape to mischievous social media comments to families complaining to their local press and sometimes national press about quality of care bad secrecy reports requires improvement hitting the press all of it and it, and every case is is different every case is different um uh, you know, I, I've always t- well, tell care providers when I help them out on these kind of things is like we, we deal with everything on an ad hoc basis. But, um, you know, and, 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 and Colette's absolutely right. The journalists are the ones who decide whether they're going to run a story or not. And I often get whiff of a story that the care provider has um, alerted us to. And I look at that story and I think, if I'm a journalist, I'm going to give that care home absolute misery because I've got residents complaining about this, this and this. Um, and it's their view and I'm going to publish, you know, publish their view. So that, so once we know that, then yes, is how do we move it from there? How do we make sure that we give that journalist the, the care home side of the story? And often, yeah, if you give your care home side, not always. Remember, Colette's right, the journalist has final say here. But if you give your side of the story strongly and convincingly enough, yeah, and I've seen this happen, the journalist can back off because they may realize that those the, the allegations that were given to them are not backed up by as fact as much as uh, they that journalist may initially have thought mm. I, I like speaking to journalists and making sure i convey strongly the care home side of the story um and also stressing sometimes and i've done this very very recently because a care a, a family member gave a very very serious allegation uh about a care home to a local journalist and if i was a journalist i repeat i would have run that story and the headline would have been horrible and it would have stained stained that care home's reputation yeah but i said to the journalist look by the way just to be clear 
these are serious allegations that, that, that this, this, this resident is making. I want you to make sure that you know that they are serious and you've got everything, mm. you know, backed up from your, your position. Because I had the strength, you know, I, I had the confidence to be able to say that. And this is an off the record briefing. And I do, and it's important that you do have the power of off the record briefings. So and 9.5 times out of 10 journalists will respect that, which gives you actually, as a care home, as an advisor, a lot of power in a situation that may feel slightly powerless yeah thank you and york i suppose that a lot of the time i mean if that reputation has been damaged or poor cqc rating getting you guys in to sort of as part of that process of improving that reputation videos are quite a nice way isn't it to finally open your doors and say look come and see what we are doing now or, or the the changes we've made absolutely yeah so you can you know, there's some kind of things around SEO where you'd want to you know, post lots of content to try and, you know, if the story is kind of high up, yeah, it does create this big moral question. You know, if you've got, if you've looked after a thousand people really well and one person badly, is it fair that the number two search result on Google is about that one person? Ultimately, our job would be to try and make sure that that's as least visible as possible assuming that and i think knowing everyone here we would all make sure you know if it was actually a terrible company and they're doing terrible with you just go no i'm not doing i'm not going to help you <laughs> because you know there's lots of stuff that we can do and um, there's lots of bits of secret sauce that can be applied to kind of make sure things are further down the list you know i would advocate if you've got a bad cqc result to get yourself on video as the home manager and say even just with your phone and just say look you know this is what happens this is why it happens this is what we're doing about it, and we're waiting for a reinspection. As long as you're not lying, yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, well, we don't don't you'll get caught <laughs> with a, the human impact. Don't lie, don't, yeah, yeah, don't, don't lie. lie. There's a good, yeah, there's the one tip from today. Don't don't lie. Uh, well, that is all. Actually, Donald Trump. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that is all we have time for. So thank you very much for listening to the Care Home Management Magazine podcast. And thank you to my panel, York Woodford-Smith, Managing Director of Care Home Video Production Company, Five on a Bike. Uh, Colette Lowe, owner of Chew PR, and Adam James, founder of PR and marketing agency, Spring Up PR. Thank you very much. Uh, don't forget, you can listen to all our industry-leading podcasts for free expert advice on a range of issues by visiting www.chmonline.com co.uk and clicking on the podcast link uh thank you all for listening